Thank you for joining us today as we are gathered in the presence of the Lord. I pray that today you will be blessed by the word and I pray that God will touch you and there will be such a great move of the Holy Spirit and that we will be restored back into our rightful places that we will reign and triumphant in this life as the body of Christ. The Bible or just a quote before I go to the word of God. The triumphant church is the biblical perspective of the body of Christ seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all powers and principalities. The triumphant church is scripturally portrayed a body of believers who not only know but exercise their authority in Christ and therefore reign victoriously in life through Jesus Christ over Satan, which is a defeated foe. This quote is from Kenneth E. Hagen on the Triumphant Church. Imagine what it would be like to feature an interview with King Solomon on a TV show. He was wiser than any other man, the composer of a thousand songs and author of 3,000 proverbs. Imagine the books and CDs he would sell. He would be New York Times bestseller for consecutive years and months in a row. He could intelligently discuss trees, animals, birds, insects, fish, and he was one when it came to buildings and horses and money. But there's another thing that Solomon had, which was a weakness, and which is sad to say when it came to idolatrous women, that was one of the weaknesses of Solomon. He was a keen observer of the world around him and was able to draw wisdom from events that would appear insignificant to other people. One day he looked out of his window and saw some travelers going by, some walking and some riding horses. He wrote this in his journal. We're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. He wrote this, he said, there's an evil I have seen under the sun, the sort of error that arises from a ruler. Fools are put in many high positions while the rich occupy the low ones. I've seen slaves on horseback while princes go on foot like slaves. Today we're going to speak on four simple points concerning this particular text and we're going to break it down and we're going to look into it and we're going to ask God to, to enlighten us. Somebody say, enlighten me Lord, enlighten me Lord. The first thing we're going to look at is are we serving or ruling? Are we serving or are we ruling? The next thing we're going to look at is the fall of man, then redeemed to be kings and then living like kings. The first thing, as I said, we're going to look at is serving or ruling. Princes are supposed to ride on horses and their slaves are supposed to walk beside them. But Solomon saw the situation reversed. Those who were supposed to serve were ruling and those who were supposed to rule were serving. The world was topsy-turvy and still is today the same. Let's take an example for, for, for a marvelous machine we call the human body. God made it to be the servant of the spirit, but in the lives of many people it is its master. The appetite rides on horseback while the spirit trudges along on foot. The same reveals or reversal exists when it comes to money and material things. God gave them to be our servants, but somehow they have become our masters. In other words, too many people are walking when they should be riding. Too many people are acting like servants when in fact they, they are princes, heirs of the king. Somebody say glory be to God. Say glory be to God. We are heirs of 
the king in the beginning when god created us he created us to rule we are created to rule as heirs and everything else is to be our servant the fact that we are created in the image of god is proof enough of this statement i've just made but god's word to the first man and woman was to make our rulership even more exciting god blesses them and said to them be fruitful increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish of the sea the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground that is the word of the lord he said to them rule over means to live like a king our first parents were not simply tenants in paradise they were not tenants in paradise they were the rulers they were the they were the rulers if god created us to be his heirs and live like kings you may be asking at this point then what happened what happened humans certainly don't have dominion over the fish and the fowl animals and over the body for that matter they don't even have dominion over themselves what happened let's go back we're rewinding back we're going back to the fall this is a very good question you are asking what really did happen so that people stopped living like kings and started living like servants when did they get off their horses and started walking the first thing we look at is disobedience disobedience when they disobeyed god when adam and eve deliberately disobeyed god's commandment they went through sovereigns to sinners to servants they went from sovereigns to servants to from sovereign sorry to sinners to servants they lost their crowns they got off the horse and started walking and they became the servants instead of the rulers and every child of adam that means each and every one of us was born as a slave but we thank god for jesus christ who came to redeem us thank god today for jesus christ thank god for the work of calvary that came to redeem us in jesus mighty name somebody say he came to redeem us as i quoted earlier praise be to god who has given us the victory we know that greatest he that is in us than he that is in the world we are supposed to reign jesus even said in the new testament you will you will not you going to you will or not it's a question whether we are or not but he said you will trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power that the enemy possesses let's get back to our text jesus came to redeem us can we do anything we the question that we need to ask ourselves today or what what many people would ask themselves today is can we do anything about this particular situation and i want to give that a loud yes today yes we can for just as god the father created us is as to be kings god the son redeemed us to be kings God created us to be heirs, to be kings, and Jesus came to redeem us. Therefore, the Bible says we are kings and priests. In Revelations, we are kings and priests. In his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus Christ undid all that Adam's sin accomplished and even more. That's amazing. The Bible says in Galatians 3 verse, verse 13, he came to redeem us from the curse of the law. He came to redeem us. He came to set us free. He came to cleanse us. He came to, he came to restore us. We want to thank God today for the power of redemption. We want to thank God for the cross. It all goes back to the cross. It all happens when Jesus conquered everything on the cross. When 
Jesus said it is finished. We must always remember the finished work of Calvary because that is where victory came for us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. A great restoration happened. The dominion that Adam lost through the disobedience has been regained through Christ's obedience. And there is no longer any need for us to be walking and living like slaves. Therefore, Romans 5 verse 17 says it so beautifully. For if by the trespass of the one man, Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? We need to note these particular words they will reign in life who are the day that will reign in life those who receive the free gift of god's grace and righteousness in jesus christ they are the ones who will reign in this life and it does not say reign in death or reign in future kingdom when we're going to be with god in heaven it says reign in this life we are to dominate we are to be victorious we are to be victorious over over principalities and powers and rulers of darkness because we are seated with christ in the heavenly places the bible says above above yes we are seated with him in this heavenly places what we need to get to understand is who we are we need to understand our position our position in this present time right now we have a spiritual position in the kingdom which is in the heavenly places we have a physical position which is in the earth in this body but we need to understand that we are kings in the kingdom of god we need to understand that we are no longer slaves but we are kings we are heir of the kings and that is in the now not in the future it is in the now therefore we need to understand who we truly are are we need to understand that we are born to be kings born again to be kings we are to reign we are to reign over sin we are to reign over anything that the enemy wants to bring and bring us under subjection to we are to reign and dominate over it in the mighty and majestic name of jesus christ in ministry i met many slaves who became kings by yielding themselves to jesus christ hallelujah when i met so many of us has come on this journey and we serve the lord and we walk the journey with the lord and i've seen many lives being transformed i've seen drug addicts become kings in their field and begin to be able to minister and begin to be able to um, lead people out of drug addiction and into freedom and into liberty and into breakthrough i've seen people that have been alcoholic that has been that is that God has set free that God has made them to walk in victory I've seen people come out of certain bondages of witchcraft there's this particular man from from America how he was dominated by Satan and basically being one of the high priests of Satan and and Satan dominated his life and uh, and for years he used to do the things that were satanic but then God saved him and now he's going about casting out devils liberating people setting them free when I look back at my life today I was a slave to Satan I was a slave to the bondages of witchcraft I was a slave to drug addiction I was a slave to everything that sin brought me under captivity 
or brought me into captivity and I was caught up, I was bound, I was oppressed. I know I'm speaking to somebody that is bound, that is oppressed. You are maybe under the power of Satan. In some area of your life, Satan is dominating. In some area of your life, Satan is conquering. You are There's some area of your life where you are losing right now. You are being defeated. You are feeling like you are under. We're supposed to be the head and not the tail. We are supposed to go above only and we are not supposed to go beneath. But today we find that many of us are being dominated. Today we find that many of us are slaves. Today we find that many of us are captive to Satan. But God wants us to understand today that he has come to set us free and through setting us free we are to reign. Hallelujah. We are not to be slaves to sin but we are to reign. Our bodies and our members should not be slaves to unrighteousness but to unto righteousness. We are to use everything for the glorification of God's kingdom. Therefore right now even as I speak I speak under the authority of the of the Lord and right now I take dominion and I take authority over sickness and over disease. Right now I pray whoever is here I pray that the power of God will manifest and it will manifest in your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that cancers and tumors will shrink. I pray that diabetes will go in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now that in the name of Jesus mental illnesses will be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. I thank God that right now many will be liberated from addiction and bondages. Those who are enslaved to drug addiction. I pray right now under the power of God be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Many years ago we were at a particular prayer meeting. Now we when we were a little bit, um, a couple of years back, a few years back, when I was a bit younger, a bit younger, still having a lot of black hair, they're not so much gray hair, I still, we went out and we used to go into drug dens. We used to like to go into drug dens and go into places where people were pound, people were oppressed, and, and, and that, was, that was what I loved to do. That is the things I used to like to do. I used to like to go to rehabs and minister to those that have been enslaved by addictions and by the works of the kingdom of darkness. And because God set me free, God gave me a boldness to do this and I used to love going, I used to love going to minister and I used to love going to see people being set free. I used to love going to see people being liberated from the works of bondage and the works of Satan. And it was such a, it was such, it was glorious for me to see people being liberated. And I remember one incident that we were at a, a prayer rally in a certain city in Johannesburg. And in this place, we were, we were praying for people. We were praying for people. And I remember there came, there were many drug addicts that were standing at the altar that particular day. And as we were praying, something began to happen. God began to move so mightily that people were, were, were set free. It was a glorious scene to see people being liberated and set free by the power of God. And I remember there was one young man that ran up to me, ran straight up to me for prayer and he said I should pray for him and I prayed for him and I trusted God in that very moment that God is going to liberate this man and God is going to set him free. And something happened, something happened in that moment, something happened in that that in that in that in that in that moment something God did an amazing work as I laid my hands upon that man God liberated that man God set him free at that very moment and he became even at one point as I understood he became a man of God I've seen so many in the rehabs I used to do rehab visitations go from rehab to rehab and minister the word of God because I had a love for those who were bound by addiction and see the power of God liberate them and set them free and I remember 
remember times I would go to these rehabs and pray and, and, and speak to these guys. And I, I see today when I look at their Facebook profile, some of them are pastors. Uh, some of them are now reigning. Some of them are doing great, great works for the Lord. Uh, I read a particular story of Harry. Harry was a man that was bound by alcohol. He was a church member, but he also was an alcoholic. Nobody knew this except Harry and his wife and few close pals that he always used to drink with. This had been going on for years. Harry would work hard at his job all week and never touch a drop. Then Friday night would arrive and he would take off for the taverns. He would be under the influence all that night, all day Saturday, and would sober up in time only to be in church on a Sunday. One day Harry said, I am sick of it. He told the pastor, tell me what to do. The pastor told him what to do. Harry, you've got to turn yourself over to Jesus Christ and let him be the Lord of your life. He did it and the change was immediately. It was immediate. God set him free. He got back on the horse and started living like a king. And not only that, but he devoted himself to helping others find their true kingship in Jesus Christ. Whenever people having problems with alcohol called on Harry or called on the pastor, the pastor would refer them to Harry because he could help them better than any man could because he was bound by this. He, the last I heard of Harry, he was still riding on the horse and his body was his servant instead of his master. Look at that amazing story of Harry that overcame. I, I believe I'm speaking to somebody that's going to reign, somebody that's going to get back onto the horse and that's going to begin to reign as a king. You are no longer going to be walking but riding. You know, I know that that pun just doesn't sound too good when we say get back on the horse, but I believe that through the spiritual understanding that we have today, we're going to be riders and we are not going to be walkers. God is going to do an exciting work. God is about to raise you up. God is going to break you free. That chains that has had you bound, that chains that has had you in bondage, you are no longer going to be under the slavery or under the captivity of Satan. God is going to liberate you. Therefore, as I preach, the power of the word today is going to set you free. As you listen to this message, I believe that the anointing of God is going to destroy the yokes. The anointing of God is going to lift the burdens. The anointing of God is going to bring liberation, going to bring freedom. Today is your day where you're no longer going to walk, but you're going to ride. Maybe you are a believer. You love God with all your heart, but you are bound by something. You are bound by something that's got you captive. It's making you miserable. It's making you live a defeated life. It's making you feel that you are not worthy. It's making you feel unworthy. It's making you feel like you're in bondage, like you're a slave. But I'm here today to let you know God has come to set the captives free. For the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Today I I am here to speak to a Lazarus in the tomb and say, rise up, Lazarus, rise up, Lazarus, come forth. And I'm here today to let you know that God will remove those bands of death. You'll be set free from everything that has been holding you bound in the name of Jesus Christ. You will no longer be under the dominion of your mind, but you will now be able to rule over your mind because now you'll have godly thoughts flowing through your mind and through your life. I pray right now that the power Power of God is is hitting your life, and you're gonna be changed and transformed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give God a wild praise. Somebody give God a crazy praise in faith, believing today that the word of God is gonna manifest in your life, and you're gonna be able to see and you're gonna be able to experience what God has done in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Somebody's get ready to reign. Somebody. 
get ready to reign. Somebody get ready to reign in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible then teaches us as we go further, we want to understand now that we have been redeemed to be kings. God the Father created us to be a king. God the Son redeemed us to be a king. And God the Spirit can empower us to be kings. Can I say that again? God the Father created us to be kings. God the Son redeemed us to be a king. And God the Spirit can empower us to operate in our kingship. The Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, we reign in this life through the power of the Spirit of God. For the Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 13, For it is God who works in you to will and to do and to act according to His good purpose. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. There's a power. Now Paul uses this word several times in the book of Ephesians where Paul speaks about the power that is at work within us and we need the revelation of this power that is at work within us so that we can operate in higher dimensions and walk in our kingship and walk in our authority and walk and reign over everything that this enemy wants us to be in bondage to, whatever Satan wants to limit us to. I believe that God wants us to walk in freedom and liberty. Somebody give God a crazy praise. Somebody give God a shout of praise because God wants us to walk in the victory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If we lift to ourselves, we would fail. But if we yield to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we will succeed. He alone can empower us to live like kings. He alone can empower us to live like kings. Glory be to God. You know, there were great men and women of God that has gone before us. Great men and women of God like Catherine Kuhlman, Smith Wigglesworth, Amy Simple McPherson, Maria Hoodwood Etter, John G. Lake. These were guys that understood the power of the Holy Spirit. They operated in great dimensions. And I believe that God is bringing the restoration back uh, where we're going to see the power of God flow even right now as I speak under the unction or under under the power of my voice somebody's about to experience the power of God uh, come upon you in a great way somebody's about to experience liberty somebody's about to experience freedom you're going to experience a freedom a freedom like never before you know well you're no longer going to be bound you're no longer going to be oppressed you're no longer going to be a slave to Satan but you are a child of God God is about to do great things. Somebody get ready. Somebody get ready. Glory be to God. The power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you even right now. As you hear my voice, the power of God is coming upon you in great ways right now. Waves and waves of glory is filling your room, filling your house, filling you where you are right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now the question that we need to ask ourselves is are we walking or are we riding? Are we walking or are we riding? The question is, are we walking or are we riding? Or to put it another way, am I, a, am I serving my servants or are they serving me? Are you ruling over the appetites of your body or are you are you ruling over the appetites of your body? Are you in control of money and material things? Money is a wonderful servant, but money can be a terrible, terrible master. So are you reigning? Remember, we are heirs of the king. So we can reign in this life. And this is what the Beatitudes are all about. 
They explain how you can reign in life and live like an heir of the king. The Beatitudes, most people think of the Beatitudes as a collection of idealistic sayings, beautiful to read but impossible to practice. How wrong are these people? The entire Sermon on the Mount is a glorious explanation of what life is really like when you reign through the power of the Holy Spirit. Dr. G. Morgan Campbell said this, he called the Sermon on the Mount the manifesto of the kingdom, and that is just what it is is we are called to live like a king jesus christ the king is telling us how to live like kings he's explaining us how to reign over such servants as ego so that you may practice humility and not pride power so that you will build up and do not destroy appetite so that you will crave purity and not sin. The Beatitudes tell us how to get back into the saddle, saddles, the saddle, sorry, so that you we are able to ride like a king and not trudging like slaves. We understand today as I close with the final point that we are to live like kings in this world. We are to live like kings in this world. Hallelujah. I want you today to believe me that we can live like kings, provided that we know Jesus Christ as our Savior and that we completely yield to Him. We reign through Christ. We reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, is what Romans 5, 17 says. Jesus Christ is is the only king that God will recognize. Jesus was born a king. The Bible says in Matthew 2, 2, where is the one who, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? He lived as a king in spite of the opposition of wicked people and Satan himself. Since Adam, Jesus Christ is the only man to walk this earth and exercise the kind of dominion that God originally gave us when he created us. Let's go to a few stories in the Gospels. For example, Jesus had dominion over the fish of the sea. He gave Peter a great catch of fish when it seemed impossible to catch anything. He brought one fish to Peter's hook when the apostle had to pay his temple tax. Jesus also had dominion over the fowls of the air. He kept every bird in Jerusalem quiet until the cock was supposed to crow, announcing Peter's denial of Christ. Jesus even had dominion over the beast of the field. During his temptation, he was in the wilderness with the wild animals. He rode into Jerusalem on a colt, which no one had ever ridden on. Jesus Christ is the last Adam, exercising the dominion lost by the, the disobedience of the first Adam. And he wants to share that dominion with me and you. Jesus Christ was born king. He lived as a king. He died as a king. Truth, the only crown you wore was a crown of thorns and the only throne was a cross bearing the inscription. This is the king of the Jews. To human eyes, his crucifixion seemed like defeat, but to the king, it meant victory. The supreme act of sovereignty was laying down his life for the sins of the world. He was not murdered. He willingly gave his life as substitutes as yours as as substitutes for me and for you hallelujah never was his kingship more evident than in gethsemane and at golgotha where he became obedient to death even the death of the cross the greatest test of kingship is how we use our authority jesus jesus used his authority to save others even though it meant he could not save himself today jesus christ reigns as king 
King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. For God raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all principalities, powers, reign and dominion. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Today the tragedy is that, that too many people echo that rebellious cry of centuries ago. We, won't, we don't want this man as our king. This rebellion is the explanation today of everything that is happening around us. People believe they are free when in reality they are slaves. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. But in rejecting Christ and refusing to submit to God's word, people are only forfeiting their own kingship. We reign in life by submitting to the authority of God. George Madison expressed it perfectly. My will is not my own, till thou hast made it thine. If it would reach the monarch's throne, it must its crown resign. God the Father created you to be king, and you cannot enjoy the fulfillment of your life until you experience this kingship through Jesus Christ. God the Son redeemed you to be king, but you cannot reign in life until he is the savior of your life. God the Spirit can enable you to live like a king, but his power is limited until you yield your all to him. Your kingship depends on your relationship to God, and your relationship to God depends on the decision of your will. I've seen slaves on horseback while princes go on foot like a slave. As princes and heirs of the king, we were meant to live like kings in the earth. The question today is, are you walking or are you riding? Are you living victoriously? Are you under the dominion or bondage of Satan? Today, God has given you this great opportunity to surrender your life, to give your life unto him, to yield unto him, to believe him, to trust in him, and to believe that he is the savior. He is the, the deliverer. He is the soon and coming king. He is the one who wants to set us free and cause us to walk and cause us to walk in victory. Today is your day. Today day if you just reach out and touch him he will cause you hallelujah he will forgive you of all your sins if you just yield yourself to, to him he wants to be lord of your life today i pray that the power of the holy spirit now comes upon you and that god will loosen every chain and fetter in the name of jesus today i pray that every chain of sin and bondage will be broken today i pray that the power of god will descend upon you in a great way right now as you hear this word i pray for the fire of god as it will fall right now in jesus name name. I thank the Lord for divine freedom and liberation. I thank the Lord today for divine breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Somebody received their miracle. Somebody received their deliverance. Somebody received the power of God right now. If you are listening to this message, I pray that God will empower you, that God will liberate you in Jesus' name. I thank God today for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God today. There is a descending of power. Receive the Holy Ghost. Today I pray that in the name of Jesus, if you want to today surrender your life, you want to today surrender your life, you have been a slave, but today you want to reign, today you want to be a king, if that is your desire today, if you have never served Jesus and made him Lord of your life, then today is that day where you can surrender your life and give your life to Jesus Christ. If that is you today, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today 
I surrender my entire life to you. I lay my life down on the altar. I give you my life today. I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died for my sins. Today I confess with my mouth, but I believe in my heart. It is settled in my heart that you died for my sins and I want you to reign upon the throne of my heart. Today I invite you in to come and dwell in me and come and transform me for your glory. Today I repent of all my sins. I believe in the precious blood that cleanses me. Today I move out of slavery into kingship. Today I am a son and a daughter of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, if you said that prayer in faith, believing it, I want you to know today you have just changed position from walking to riding in Jesus' mighty name. Can we say amen?